I'm just thrilled today to have on the phone Dr. Ian Adams. Aloha, Ian. How are you? Aloha. Good morning to you, Cindy. Blessings to you. Well, you're my metaphysical sister here on Maui. Um, I think we first connected in a post office somewhere when I found out um, I said hello to you and we knew each other through radio work you do so much wonderful work here on Maui and I've known you in that but I had no idea oh you were wearing a t-shirt that had something to do with metaphysics on it and then I realized you were part of the University of Metaphysics as well as me that's correct yeah absolutely correct I had just returned from the University of Metaphysics as your speaker with the late Dr. Uh, Paul Leon Masters. I had just returned from Las Vegas, Nevada when I saw you uh, in Maui. And I had no idea that you were related to Dr. Masters. And I didn't realize that you had been going to his services. Now, did you know him? Were you living in Las Vegas? Did you know him from Las Vegas? No, I knew Dr. Masters before Las Vegas. I knew him from uh, my days in New York City um, as a metaphysician or as a practitioner. I um, had begun to study with him in the 80s, if you would believe it or not, after having completed my, uh, my degree at Howard University in theater. And having returned back home to New York City, um, studying with a number of great teachers that I've studied with, one being uh, the late Eric Butterworth, uh, Unity Principles, and the late Dr. Stuart Grayson, uh, Science of Mind, First Church of Religious Science, as it was called back in those days, which is the New Thought Movement now. And then Dr. Masters, those were my uh, teachers that I've studied with. So I've been studying with Dr. Master since uh, the 80s. How did you first find him? Uh, well, I think through my travels as a um, as a speaker, as a motivational, inspirational speaker, uh, traveling around and uh, through the various um, conferences, and uh, I end up finding him. <laughs> well, Very you connected. know, you have a... You have an amazing background, and, and uh, I, I just really do have to say I think you're a true inspiration. Um, you have so many wonderful books out there. I mean, you, you, you also have your own publishing company, and you are a motivational speaker, and, and you've worked on play screenwrites. You've had, what, two movies you worked on. Um, I love the book that you have. In fact, I have it in front of me here, Good Orderly Direction. Um, which is a wonderful book. You also have uh, for ladies only, dedicated to the color pink, um, African Americans in Hawaii, uh, search for identity, um, and there's even more. <laughs> so you have this wonderful background. So I knew you were, you know, definitely a positive, powerful figure. But I didn't really know um, that, you know, like I said, this background that you had with metaphysics. Um, and, and so did you go to some of the classes that um, the University of Metaphysics had in Las Vegas? I did. I did. I attended the University of Metaphysics uh, approximately eight years. I attended um, back and forth traveling from New York City to Vegas, 
uh, then, uh, I, I think there was an office in Studio City, California, also in the early there days. There was. There was in the yes, old days. So, um, that's not many people remember that. That that's correct. There was one back in Studio City. That's correct. And Ventura Ventura Boulevard in that area. Over that's there. correct. So, yeah, so I've been a part of the uh, metaphysics for many many years, having grown up into the New Thought movement um, back in New York City as a little girl. So I was free to explore. Uh, the universe, explore to explore my mind, and uh, my parents was okay with that. Well, you know, I think that's that's very key. You know, you have had a, a fascinating life, and I'd like to go a little bit back into your history. Um, you uh, you kind of seem like you've always been a, um, a spiritual healer. <laughs> <laughs> you started at the age of two. You taught yourself how to read and write. Can you give us a little background also how your path unfolded and, and a little of your history? Well, uh, um, it's it, it's kind of hard to go back when I'm such in a forward movement and moving forward. You know, um, sometimes the past can be a blur when I'm living in the now, and you know how that is uh, metaphysically. Uh, but just pursuing um, the passions of, of 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 what I feel, what I've been experiencing, and that's been catapulting me. I've had a lot of great teachers, Cindy, along the way um, that has been very instrumental in assisting me to what I like to call uncover or discover uh, or rediscover uh, some of the uh, the mystical. Uh, uh, mystical things to my not only to myself but to the universe. I know Dr. Masters like to look at it as the mystical oneness, or which is the oneness with God. You know, and and I think that's the key to everything. Uh, that's what I've learned from him. One of the most important things is the mystical oneness. You know, and 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 I find that not understanding what the word was, however. But knowing that it was just a part of my being, and I think that was just a part of my path from a very early on little girl, you know, um, and just taking that and 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 going with that, running with that, you know, I uh, I lived a very uh, storied life coming from New York City. <laughs> you know, very, you know, very, very different, life. very different than Maui. That's for sure. And I, I know that you're a wonderful poet, and um, you do, you do fantastic um, readings, and you've done many events here on Maui, um, celebrating Dr. Martin Luther King's um, life and his dream. You put on um, lovely events for the African American community here, so you're very dedicated and have really developed that here. I know on Maui and in other places as well. Um, and your poetry, when did you start writing poetry? Because I love your poetry, Ian. Well, thank you so much. Um, I started writing poetry uh, at a very early age. Um, as, as soon as I can begin to write, I think maybe around age three or four. Um, really? My, my earliest recollections of being published was at age six. Um, as wow. a little girl, I would... Um, I would take my allowance and, 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 and buy construction paper and write my poetry on paper. And then I would travel down to the store on the corner and sell my poetry for 25 cents to the passerbys on the street, Cindy. 
<laughs> that, oh. I never knew that. that <laughs> Other people were selling lemonade, and you were selling your poetry. <laughs> yes, I was selling poetry at twenty-five cents a poem. And if I had repeat customers, I would go up to 50 cents. And um, that told me that I was doing well because the poems were selling out. And so each time the poem sold out, I would have to do another original, but the price went up to 50 cents. <laughs> you were making more money than I was at my po- with my poetry at the age of six. <laughs> that is, that's do you, do you remember what you would write about? I did. I also remember that um, my cash register was a grits box. Mother had finished cooking grits, and that would be my cash register. I would write lots of love poems, and I would write uh, spiritual poems uh, based on the readings of the Psalms out of the Bible. And that was how I saw things through my little six-year-old eyes. I saw the world as perfect. I saw the world as what I read in the scriptures in the Psalms. And so I would paint pictures of a world like that, and I would write of love poems and, and, and love stories. Wow, that is amazing. So so from there... Um... Yeah, I know you are wonderful at speaking. You're a wonderful spoken word artist. You've spoken all around and do many services and have held many services. When did you begin actually getting out there and speaking some of these poems? Well, um, again, it started at a very early age in school. Uh, so I would say at the first time when I entered school, that was at the same time, that, again, that the teachers noticed uh, my extraordinary abilities and began to put me into plays and um, I had begun to audition for commercials in New York City and performances of that sort. So I come from the theater background of stage and television out of New York City um, as a little girl. Did you actually get involved in uh, any of the theater and the work there in New York? I did, yes. I am a veteran actress, a former child star of stage and television of the sitcoms of the 70s and 80s, and that's where I began. I went to the performing arts school uh, where I studied with some of the top teachers and some of the uh, actresses and actors that are famous here today, and from then on. Um, having gained a scholarship to attend Howard University for theater. At the age of 15, I left home in New York City as a small girl, as a teenager, heading out to a new country, a new world, and uh, uh, to study theater. Um, uh, Roxy Roker, uh, Lenny Kravitz's mom, uh, television show The Jefferson, uh, uh, The Matrix, Lawrence Fishburne, his mother, those were my teachers, and uh, uh, Diane Carroll from the television show Corey back in the late 60s. Uh, so we all grew up in New York City, and we were all connected in our community. We lived in the community together. How wonderful. And so my background, which is never asked, so this is the first time I'm really sharing some of it. Yeah. So yeah. that's and where that- the- the voice comes from, it's a part of my training. So I was mm-hmm. trained um, at some of the prestigious schools in New York City for theater. 
um, and traveling I have with to say- uh, theater production companies. We traveled a lot. As a little girl, I had a chaperone. One of my siblings would travel with me when my parents were working. And so those were my chaperones that would travel with me as uh, as a child star. Well, I have to say, you do uh, you have confused um, sometimes a mistaken for Whoopi Goldberg. <laughs> and you have that has happened before, right? Um, very few times, more few times than often, you know. Um, I, I yeah. sense that that you have in you this unbelievable power and confidence, um, unbelievable strength that you, and that gives you that. Um, it comes across. It comes across when you speak your your beautiful poetry and words. Um, I, I don't hear it in many people, and I do a lot of you know lots of radio and lots of talking. But you you carry this um, this strength in your voice. Um, I don't know if you, I know this is putting you on, on <laughs> totally by surprise, thinking by surprise, but I don't know if you'd like to read or speak one of your poems because uh, something comes through you that's so strong, Ian, when you speak. <laughs> well, um, I, well, you know, we look at the chakras, we look at the body, we look at the body being energy, the body being light, uh, Stark dust beauties that we are, and so everything goes back to that that originates from that, which is the power, which is the energy that we all have within us. Uh, some are good at articulating, some are good at expressing or the pressing out of their power. And uh, the more that I can conceive of, the more that I can express or release that, which is what I like to call uh, we all have our own inner in prison splendor. So it's in there, but if we're not utilizing, then it's not coming out. But we all have that same uh, uh, gift. Well, we all have it, but we certainly can't all speak it as well as you speak it. (laughs) When did you begin? I know you've you've spoken here. You did an Easter service um, up at the Temple of Peace here on Maui just uh, a week ago. It's hard to believe it was just a week ago that was Easter. Um, I know you spoke sometimes at the uh, university when uh, Dr. Masters had his university in, in Las Vegas. Um, and and you, you, have, um, you have been able to hold quite a few wonderful services. Um, I, I'm kind of wondering if you want to talk about um, what you talked about for resurrection last, last Sunday at Temple of Peace. Well, I did a beautiful meditation, Dr. Sandra Rose Michael, uh, uh, inventor of the EE system, the Energy Enhancement System, out of Las Vegas, Nevada. Um, She was the guest speaker. We both uh, shared the pulpit uh, last Sunday on Easter. And she spoke about a beautiful resurrection of the breath of life, which is the aloha that is mixed with that and uh, uh, my meditation, uh, I dealt with the returning back to uh, the oneness, uh, looking at the resurrection or the resurgence of life, the resurgence that is uh, happening within each one of us. So 
that's what I looked at basically was that resurgence of life and how we look at Easter. Um, for example, we, uh, we can look at the resurrection every day. You know, we can see the resurrection in nature. Um, it's the same hidden principle and secret that is experienced in springtime uh, from winter to fall to spring to summer. And it's the same uh, principle of the resurrection that is in the transformation of the caterpillar into the butterfly. So these are the resurrection principles that happens in nature all the time. I think that sometimes we need to go back and look at as simple, basic uh, lessons or else we surely might miss the cosmic message instead of uh, looking at the traditional uh, perfunctory of something that happened uh, 2,000 years ago, I think the most important thing is what does it mean to you and me today, you know, uh, April 3rd, 2016, you know, or last week on that date, you know, what does it mean to you and me today? You know, uh, when we look at a resurrection, we're not looking at what might have happened to Jesus, but what was the eternal message of the resurrection principle? That's what we want to know. What was the eternal message, you know? Um, and that's exactly uh, what I speak about in my teachings, Cindy. You know, I think the most important thing we have to look at is I know there are some words that's often overlooked. You know, these words is four words. Cease clinging to me. Cease clinging to me. Stop holding on. And that's precisely what a lot of people have done. They've held on to Jesus. They've been holding on. They've been looking to him, worshiping the pointer. You know, the teacher points to the truth. The student worships the pointer. And so we have to look at it when, 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 when he says, I must go away that I might come again. In other words, getting the physical, personal self out of the way so that the radiant Christ self can manifest. You know, so, mm-hmm. so when we talk about a resurrection or a resurgence, Easter has everything to do with Jesus. But for most of us, it has had very little to do with us. Very little. And so then people don't get that. You know, what was the eternal secret? You know, Cindy, I once knew a family who had inherited a piano, an old piano, and there it sat in the living room. It was a source of great pride for them, and they waxed it and regularly tuned it, but no one in the house knew how to play it, except one member of the family who could thump out a passable version of My Country Tis of Thee. So this magnificent instrument that could have filled the house with joyful music, it sat silent and unheard. Just yeah. It's just if you ask the average person in church what's it all about, they'll probably say that it commemorates Jesus' resurrection from the tomb. Or they might add that it gives promise to some future existence. But do you know, Cindy, that it has almost nothing to say to the immediate moment? It's like the family with the piano. They only knew one tune. Yeah, so beautifully put. I, I know yeah, that tune. you... You, you and your journey um, love to write, and I just really honor the fact that um, you're also a wonderful editor, and uh, you started Raven Press, um, and it, that that no, was a brilliant that, idea. That, um, it's Delane Publishing. It's Delane Publishing. Delane yeah, Publishing. Yes. Mm-hmm. And tell me about yeah, Delane Publishing and what you what you've been doing with Delane Publishing. It's 
the subsidiary, what I'm doing is I'm helping others, writers get their start and taking them to maximum level on their own journeys. Many writers will never get a, a six- or seven-figure contract. But to help someone achieve their uh, ideas or dreams in print, you know, it means everything to them to see their work in print, to see their dream come true. And so if I could be able to assist them in that, then I think that I'm doing uh, part of the work here that I've come to do. And I well, think that's you know, you do a beautiful journey with people, and, and I, if anyone ever wants to come to Maui, I suggest you contact um, Dr. Ian Adams, because she, uh, especially if you're going to work on a book, because she, she kind of walks you through the whole process here and uh, guides you spiritually, you know, to, to, uh, to find out the best way to do that as well. Um, and you certainly have uh, figured out lots of ways to do that. You've gotten some wonderful recognition and awards over, over time. And uh, I know that, you know, when you put a, a book, it usually sells out um, very quickly um, here in the local stores as well. Um, and so that's, that's an accomplishment that I, I, I know a lot of people who are living and want to put out their first book or, or have put out their first book and nowhere. And they kind of going, well, that was a mistake. What did I do that for? I spent this time Monday and no one bought a book. <laughs> you know, that happens all the time, right? <laughs> Yeah. Yes. Well, it's a whole lot to, you know, you have the marketing side of it. You have to, um, and you have to sell it. You know, you have to go before your audience. Um, you know. So yeah, an interesting study, interesting, um, phenomenal, what's happening. Yeah. So I'll share with you one poem. Okay. Great. Which I. This was the Easter morning poem. Um, A garden inside me, unknown, secret, neglected for years, neglected for years, layers of its soil deep and thick. Trees in the corner with branching arms and the tangled briars like broken nets. Sunrise through the mystic orchard, Morning sun turns silver on the pointed twigs. I have woken from the sleep of ages. I have woken from the sleep of ages. And I am not sure if I am. I am not sure if I am really seeing or dreaming or simply astonished or simply astonished. Walking towards sunrise, walking towards sunrise to have stumbled into the garden with a stone was rolled from the tomb of longing. Of longing. That's that's very sick. Now people could hear in that moment the power of Dr. Ian Adams. Just just amazing, um, amazing, powerful performance, and and just totally um, stepping out into that true power of who you are, and come and 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 I don't have that. I mean, as much as I write. I and and as much as I talk and I talk a lot on lots of radio shows, I've never had that um, ability that you just express to be able to really speak so powerfully. It's just very stunning, Ian. Well, thank you, thank you. I I I realize that you know recognizing that the innermost essence of life, the soul or spirit, we have that supreme reality. You know, it's it's like saying, what is man? Man is an idea. 
in the infinite mind of God that expresses itself like the symphony in the mind of the composer. That's who we are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yep. Yes. Well, our, event, you know, our events and circumstances of life, they're shaped and molded. Almost as musical sounds follow the notes sounded in consciousness. When did you first, what were some of the peak experiences you had in, in metaphysics when your connection, your mystical connection to God kind of clicked in? Could you share a few of the moments and were they in meditation, how you achieved those, those yeah. points? Um, a lot of it, was, it came from, first of all, through uh, being out in nature. You know, sensing and feeling and knowing my oneness with all. So that I uh, came into that. Then it was followed by the visualization and taking that time daily, which is uh, working through the practice of meditation. But inside of meditation, visualizing or imaging um, exactly what it is, what I'm seeing, and quieting the mind, still in the mind. And so... Um, I was able to see more, to do more, and eventually to be more because I was able to tap something that, which was already seeking expression through me. I didn't know it was there. I just kept going after what I was feeling, and it was feeling good. I also realized that um, uh, when the sound of negativism is sound, that begins to shape and move themselves accordingly. You know, we're told, as within, so is out. And I began to realize that even in health, you know, uh, in our oneness, in in the wholeness, living as the life force within the body, you know, the body, the mind, and the soul. And again, this is something that Dr. Masters taught. And and realizing that you can trace the cause of any illness or injustice or lack, you'll find that along the lines of causes, there are a few notes off pitch. Mm-hmm. And if we and and then I realized that if 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 I were to correct the inharmony, you find the symphony coming forth to make all things right. And then this is this is the awakening. This is the aha moment. Is that that was a divine plan for my life? The symphony is me in a very real sense. Going back to the Psalms, I am God's melody of life. God, the infinite composer and director, is singing her song through me. And my part was to re- my part was to cultivate the receptivity, which was nature, which was meditation, which was my prayer, which was the visualization, and that's how I was able to cultivate the receptivity. I was to listen to the progression of the harmony, and despite knowing what was happening around me or the challenges of the discords of life that was going on, through the law, through spiritual law. I was always what I was created to be. And so my expression has always been everything is in divine order in spite of appearances. And although I would say that all the time, I had begun to take it into my being and realize that everything truly is in divine order in spite of the appearances. And so it was this kind of mystical reasoning, Cindy. It was this kind of 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 a transcendental logic, you know, that helped me to understand myself, that helped me to understand my relationship to life and my oneness with God. 
Is that why you Absolutely. did this, the book Good Good Orderly Direction? That seems is that uh, is that part of that uh, process described in good, your book Good Orderly Direction? That, well, this, the Good Orderly Direction came out of a as a therapist counseling with a lot of individuals, uh, a lot of meditations, a lot of prayers, um, a lot of um, visualizations. This was channeled uh, to me. And again, cultivating the receptivity uh, in Eyal Valley, in Sacred Eyal Valley in Maui, uh, where I lived, and going there daily, that became my bread, my food. And that's how the book was born, is just listening to the progression of the harmony, which was the good orderly direction. And I was being directed. You know, I, I, you know, I love Eyal Valley as well, and um, you know, I love walking and out in nature. And we're so blessed here on Maui to have these just beautiful, um, divine power spots um, where the nature spirits are so alive, and, and there's just um, such peace and harmony. And um, for the rest of the world, I mean, oh gosh, I hope there's always a place that people can go to get back in touch with that um, good early direction, the harmony. Um, the healing that comes from nature that you so yes. beautifully express in, in, in many of your poems. Um, I know a lot of your poems actually, um, some of them actually include um, some dedications and talk about Eyal, but, but it is true. Um, and, and, you know, there's, um, there's a lovely saint, Hildegard of Bingen, who in the 1100s um, would go out and feel the same way and she'd do healing. And she really honored, um, she honored nature. Um, as one of her major influences, as a lot of people who are in tune um, with the spirit of Mother Earth, uh, realizing that spirit of God is alive in nature, and that can be your that can be your church, that can be your cathedral. Yes, absolutely, absolutely, and it is. It 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 is for a um, <clears throat> for most of the time when one is not able to get into a a structural wall most certainly they can uh, utilize nature or that good or, or even a place in their home where they can worship and, and uh, at an altar. You know, I remember Dr. Masters uh, in the early days taught of how to uh, have an altar set up with flowers and incense and a candle and begin to, the meditations for oneself of having that particular time in the day. So, yes, absolutely, I think... Um, uh, I think that's the purpose of life or, or the idea of spiritual living. You know, we have to um, uh, discipline ourselves to what we're doing and um, and character building. You know, character building is all about our characters, not about how much we've uh, garnered in our lives or amassed in terms of fortunes and riches. Come as creative, dynamic, stimulating beings of light. And I, I think do, that's most I, important today. I, I I want to completely um, back that up and applaud the fact that you mentioned how important meditation is. As you know, um, I feel it's one of the most important gifts I ever learned from Dr. Masters is learning how to meditate at a very young age of 13 or 14 and, and doing it every day of my life since then. So that's a long time. And, and um, you know, sometimes you feel the full power of spirit and it's just bliss and sometimes you're just sitting there you know 
uh, it's always a little different as, as, as our lives and every moment, but it always is um, a gift of being able to connect. Um, and I think sometimes when we're not feeling the hopeless, um, that's when we need it the most is <laughs> when we're not, maybe we think nothing's happening, but just being still long enough um, to go there. I sometimes when I'm feeling physically a little out of kilter, I'll listen to Dr. Master's um, voice of meditations, meditations, and, um, and then I'll listen to a, a meditation. I Otherwise, I go to silence um, and, and really just try to go within and connect with my soul and spirit. And, and that's where what I write comes from. Um, maybe a word, maybe a phrase, it may just be a, a, a passing thought, but there's always something that comes that um, feeds what I write. And I know that with you also, um, you have some lovely um, spoken word CDs you put out. Where do people go to find about all of your works, your CDs, your your books, and and, and what you're doing, Ian? Um, well, they can visit me on the web at uh, www.ianadams.com. That's A-Y-I-N-A-D-A-M-S.com. You'll find me there, Authors Den. Authors Den is another place. So they can just Google me and find me. Uh, my work is um, worldwide, so they'll be able to find me on the work. I wanted to go back to meditation for a moment, Cindy. Believe it or not, I was taught meditation by my director. My director taught me how to meditate because as an actress, we needed to channel our energy in before the curtain rose every evening before performance. And I was doing a play with um, uh, 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 Robert Earl Jones, who was the father of James Earl Jones, Doc Vader, right? Wow. So, yeah, I was doing a play with him. And I was the woman of herbs in the play. But before the play, the director, we would be backstage, curtain closed, just before the theater would open. Uh, Kimmy Hall, right across the street from Carnegie Hall on Broadway. And so on the stage, the entire cast, we were lying on our backs, legs open, uh, fingers out, touching on our backs. And the director would walk around in the dark and taking us into meditation. That was the first time I experienced meditation. And from that, he was able to quiet all of the energy inside, which was so nervous of opening night. And I realized and I learned early on that that anxious energy, that was nervous energy seeking to express itself, which was all creativity. And that's where I first learned to meditate is from my director. That's right, as a little girl. I'll never forget that. And so to move it fast forward, today working with the energy is just like the energy of the EE system, the energy enhancement system with Dr. Michaels. Also, again, you can find the information on my website, is dealing with these, uh, the energy that's within us all, but bringing it to a higher vibrational level of looking at the bioactive uh, fields of the energy radiating or energy fields that's coming forth in this particular field, vibrating in the fifth dimension, column waves. So we're looking at scalar, scalar waves, fifth dimension, nonlinear column waves, which is all of this energy is creating these energy fields. So I'm taken back today with the, with the EE system that Dr. Michaels invented, 
back to the time of my youth and little girl on the, on the stage of theater in New York City, just before the curtain rose. How to work with the energy inside our body to heal, to bring it in harmony, to bring it in accordance. Everything is connected, Cindy. Everything is connected. Tell me about, I know you've really, I had a chance to meet Dr. Michaels, who's an amazing woman, um, and you got involved in working with the EES system. Um, in, in the eight minutes we have left here, can you just tell people what the EES system and how, you're going, how you've worked with it and what you plan to do with it? Well, the, um, the EES system, it's the energy enhancement, uh, it's the energy enhancement system. Uh, that Dr. Sandra Rose Michael has created. And so we're looking at scalar energy. It has to do with the infinite ways of aloha. It's really the oneness with the breath uh, and the life, the love of all life, the breath, the chi, uh, the breath of the spirit, the wholeness. Um, it's it's self-regenerating, self-healing, self-perpetuating feel. It's like the infinity ways. When you look at the infinity sign, right? It just goes on and on and on. It's like an infinity projective Mobius is what a scalar vortex is like in a torsion field. The scalar vortex is an an infinitely projective Mobius, the infinite energy of life force. For example, if you saw the movie Thrive, huh? Yes. So if you saw the movie Thrive, you, 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 for example, it's called The Secret of the Universe or The Breath of the Universe. That's the infinite scalar energy. Uh, the technical term is a nonlinear, non-Hertzian, fifth-dimension standing column of wave. And so basically, um, you, uh, you, she has created uh, a fifth-dimension technology in a third-dimensional world that is uh, generating fields that are extremely bioactive. And these multiple fields that are generated, it interacts with the body. Basically, you can talk about how it raises the millivoltage of these cells and increasing the cell membrane's potential. So it's, 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 it's um, uh, what we say, biophotonic. Negative eons are produced in the room with the technology, and the ozone is produced also at the same time. And some of the fields are measured as being in the middle of a rainforest. So it's very life-enhancing fields, very life-enhancing fields. So this is the energy. And if you get an opportunity, it's here in my home privately. You, you can come out and experience this. Um, and we'll be moving it to uh, my office, Holistically Alive, which is in, in uh, Wailuku Industrial Area on, on Kolu Street. We'll be there. And also Holistically Alive, again, referring back to Dr. Masters. I started Holistically Alive through Dr. Masters' blessing and guidance back in the late 80s before I ever moved to Maui or Honolulu. This was Dr. Masters and how he had taught us how to build our centers, how to get everything going when we would leave the convention back in Las Vegas and return back to our cities and homes respectively, sharing the medicine, sharing the teaching, sharing the metaphysics, sharing the new thought movement, and being licensed, registering everything in our cities, in our states, and um, he had Helen Fox and a whole slew of the people there at the university to assist us in getting started. And thus, Holistically Alive 
is that old, thanks to Dr. Masters. You got your degree, you got a PhD as in a, as a holistic uh, teacher, and um, and That's you've really you really flown with it. And I think this new phase of um, what you're doing to help people um, is going to combine um, the EES system also with the metaphysical insights that um, you have um, to help with the healing. Because it is it's as you say holistically, it's it is the entire um, system of your your body, mind, spirit, um, and, and it all works together. And you seem to have that understanding to be able to offer that to people. That, that is correct. With the energy enhancement system, it's a combination of health support and modalities that are centered on the use of the energy field chamber. So users would, people would come in and sit in the chamber or take a nap or meditate in this energy field. And the energy fields affect every cell in their body. So it's like saying, what if you could recharge those batteries in your body? So you're recharging the cells in your body, having an effect on making them act young again. So we're looking at injuries, uh, repair quickly, pain, improving or disappearing in the skin. You know, uh, I, I, I tell you, Cindy, I'm at the track running 200 meters in 22 seconds. I've got energy. <laughs> what happens when you, when you meditate in this this EES chamber? What do you feel when uh, when you go into meditation there? Well, um, there's a sense of peace, a sense of calmness, an increased rush of energy. You have a um, a wireless transmission that's direct to you, without the effects of medication, but it's going directly into the cells. So wireless transmission that's being transmitted directly to your cells without the effects of medication or pharmaceuticals. That, that is, again, the key to holistic uh, healing as well. It, and, and, and when you're in that receptive state that you are totally in when you're meditating, of course, you're much more open uh, to receive that healing and to absorb it, I believe, because you're really... Um, you're open to the light and love, so you're you're not you don't have any closures and blocks stopping that. <laughs> but well, remember, we're star dust, so you know that's who we are. We are the light. We are the light, and so that light returns back to light. So yes, well, I we, invite you to to experience this. I, you know what? I've got to get down there and do that. I, I will get down there and do that. I, I met Dr. Michaels, and I'm wearing a, a lovely uh, amethyst bracelet she gave me. Um, and she does have items um, such as that and necklaces that have been charged uh, with positive energy. And, and uh, people can find out uh, more about that by contacting you as well? They sure can. They can contact me at 808 276 6864, or they can visit uh, on the web at eesystem.com. That's www.eesystem.com. And there they have the Las Vegas office number where they will be able to uh, reach uh, the, uh, reach Dr. Michael, 702 area code 527 Five two seven six four four eight, and that's the eesystem.com or ianadams.com, A-Y-I-N-A-D-A-M-S.com. 
Well, I, I'm so glad that we were able to connect this morning with an extremely busy, busy schedule. Um, at Sunday mornings, a, a very special time, and I know you go out and you do your services. And I, this is just, um, you know, for me to know that, like, we're we've got this deep metaphysical connection, and um, having you having that understanding of, of Dr. Master's teachings and the metaphysics, and continuing with all the work you're doing, um, which is wonderful spiritual work. Um, I'm very grateful. Um, you've helped me many times. Many times I've done book signings. You've graciously come down and introduced me and you're always very very kind and supportive um and um again i i love um supporting what you do which is very powerful work in spoken words poetry metaphysics um and healing holistically so so god bless you dr ian adams and thank you for taking the time to talk today thank you let me just say in closing if i were to part that the purpose of life is not to have but to be to continue to fulfill our aim of the creative process. We must discipline ourselves to put in first things first and never allow ourselves to become too preoccupied with trivial that we lose the more important things in life. We must discipline ourselves to constantly heed the still small voice, listen to the divine fountain within that is telling us the right and wise thing to do, which is leading us into the fulfillment of the divine mind counterpart, So I would say to our listeners out there, for everything that we need, every challenge that faces us in our lives, take time to be still and to listen and the progress and the process that is moving through us and expressing as us in the outworking of our own inner imprisoned splendor. God bless you. God bless you. Thank you. Beautiful talking to you. Have a wonderful day and a big aloha. Aloha. Geico presents sharing versus oversharing. Today, Bridget Griffin shared a video of her daily yoga routine, two self-help articles, and her new blog called Build Your Inner Bridge with Bridge. Girl, your sharing has turned into oversharing. No worries, Bridge. Geico has some info worth sharing with your seven blog followers, like how you could save money on your car insurance, update your policy, and report a claim just by visiting geico.com. How's that for building your inner bridge? Bridge, Geico, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. 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 More on car insurance.